What's up, Eagles fans? Welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. As always, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Louis DiBiase here, juiced to be with you back on another episode right here on this Tuesday edition of the show, July 21st. And I'm juiced because I feel like football season is here. The rookies reported today uh, to training camp. You have all players reporting next Tuesday on the 28th. And although, you know, we talked about on the show yesterday all the concerns I still have, players still have, I think everybody has about this league starting on time and also not just starting but sustaining play throughout the fall and winter. At the same time, it seems like a lot of steps were made in a positive direction yesterday. And then, you know, of course, We've got rookies that are here, and it looks like regardless, they are going to try to start this thing up, and it's really exciting, especially with the rookies reporting today, because I don't think I've been excited about a rookie class as much as I have been for 2020 since, I don't know, maybe, I mean, of course, 2016, you're pumped because Carson Wentz is the second overall pick, right? But outside of that, you didn't really uh, see a whole lot else done early on when it comes to hype uh, of that draft class. Of course, it churned out a ton of great players like Jalen Mills and Halapuli Vadi Vaitai and Isaac Sayamalu. Like, the Eagles killed it in day two and day three of that class as well. But, you know, the big thing was getting the franchise quarterback in Carson Wentz. But what I loved about this rookie class is the depth of it, is how many prospects that I'm excited about, right? Jalen Rager, Davian Taylor, uh, Kayvon Wallace, the two receivers late, John Hightower, Quez Watkins, even the Auburn offensive lineman, Prince Tegawanogo and Jack Driscoll. I mean, this is a deep class that has a ton of upside, a ton of speed, and again, a ton of potential. And that's, you guys know, I'm an upside guy to a fault. And I love that the Eagles changed that philosophy this year moving forward. I think the last time maybe I've been this excited about the depth of a class the Eagles have drafted, I would say 2012, right? I mean, you think Fletcher Cox in the first round was pumped about that one. Uh, the second round, you have Vinnie Curry and Michael Kendricks. Of course, Nick Foles in the third round, Brandon Boykin in the fourth. I think that one was a class I can remember that, you know, when it comes to the depth, the, the quantity of the class, I was as excited as I am right now uh, for this 2020 rookie class that did report today, yesterday, Howie Roseman and the Eagles front office got all of these guys locked up on their rookie contracts, and I think these guys are going to contribute. I think you're going to see a lot of these players have pretty sizable roles in 2020 and moving forward. You know, there's always some of those draft classes where you look back and say, there's where a huge chunk of your core was taken. And I think 2020 might be that class. I mean, that's at least my feeling on it. Outside of that second-round pick in Jalen Hurts, I'm going to continue to dislike that pick until Carson Wentz, knock on wood, hopefully this doesn't happen, but until Carson Wentz gets hurt again and Hurts leads the Eagles on the, uh, this Nick Foles-like magical run, that's the one pick that's still going to kind of poo-poo that class for myself. But I want to get into the rookie class coming up in today's edition of the show. As the rookies uh, did report to Novacare Complex on Tuesday, everybody's locked up. So I thought as we start off... The this week, kind of, you know, putting the offseason to rest and we move forward here with training camp and, of course, the preseason was canceled, but as we move forward, focusing on the start of this 2020 season, we're going to start to preview position battles, uh, players with the most approved this year. We're going to dive deep into what is now an 80-man roster as the, the NFL cut it back due to the COVID-19 pandemic see that 80-man roster get down to 53 in just a month. So we're going to start that off today on the Lockdown Eagles podcast with the rookies. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 
All right, Eagles fans across the globe, welcome back into another edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, segment two on this Tuesday edition of the show as training camp officially starts up next week. Rookies reported today. I thought we would start off our previews with the rookies. Let's get into this rookie 2020 class and talk about who's going to contribute in 2020, who we feel the best about moving forward long term. And um, I think the consensus is everybody is the most excited about Jalen Rager, right? Jalen Rager, a first-round pick. You need that player to be good in 2020. I don't think they're – I mean, when was the last time they've needed a rookie to step up as much as they need Rager to, right? I feel like a lot of the picks lately have been luxury picks. Dallas Goddard in the second round, Andre Dillard in the first round. Like, you need Dillard to step up now, but as a rookie, you still had Jason Peters there. Even though Miles Sanders was going to be needed at running back and was down the stretch, I mean, you had Jordan Howard, you had Darren Sproles in the summer, you had Corey Clement. So the past couple years, they just haven't really needed a lot of the rookies to have big roles. I think maybe Carson Wentz would be that last guy, right? I think 2016, Carson, I mean, even 2017, you look at Derek Barnett, they had Vinnie Curry at the time, Brandon Graham, they signed Chris Long, uh, Sidney Jones and Razul Douglas were hopefully the future at corner, still could be, I'm, I'm still not dead on the uh, Sidney Jones and Razul Douglas brand, but they also had Jalen Mills, they had traded a third round pick for Ronald Darby, and they also had Patrick Robinson, who were the starters when they won the Super Bowl. So Wentz might be the last guy that was as needed to step up compared to Jalen Rager. And even Wentz, when he was selected at the time, they had Sam Bradford and Chase Daniel. We didn't think Wentz would play at all in 2016 unless they were just out of it and then down the stretch he got some time. So the Eagles need Rager, and I think the caliber of player he is at receiver, the style of player he is, right, this deep threat that is one of the fastest in the class. Although he's under six feet, though, he's not just a deep threat. I mean, this is a well-rounded, I would compare him to his ceiling. If he's going to be a star, what kind of star he would look like the most in Antonio Brown or specifically in Odell Beckham when it comes to his contested catch ability. He had more contested receptions than any first-round pick, any first-round receiver last year. So the excitement is there and the expectations are there for Rager. So I'm really excited, of course, about the Eagles' first-round pick because that, you know, everybody was saying they need wide receiver desperately this offseason. What are they going to do? Are they going to try to sign a Robbie Anderson? Were they going to try to trade for a DeAndre Hopkins or a Stephon Diggs? Or were they going to take a bunch of receivers in what we thought, and I still think, was a loaded 2020 uh, draft class? And they, you know, they went that route. We all thought maybe they would do everything. They'd do a little bit of everything. Maybe they'd sign a Brashad Perriman in free agency and then take a KJ Hamler in round two. They really put all their eggs at receiver in the draft basket, right? Not just with Jalen Rager in the first round, but taking John Hightower later on, Quez Watkins. Yes, you do have Deshaun Jackson coming back. You did trade for Marquise Goodwin. You still have Alshon Jeffrey trying to recover from this Liz Frank injury, and you hope J.J. Ortega-Whiteside does something in year two to make you feel better about that pick. There is a lot of question marks there. There's a question mark with basically every player. And also, I didn't mention Greg Ward, a 2019 hero, but even that was, you know, five games. You don't know what you have in Greg Ward in year two either. So Jalen Rager, of course the excitement is there for the style of player he is and what I think he can do in this offense, what Doug Peterson can do with a receiver of that ability. But at the same time, the expectations are there as well. So I think the eyes are on Jalen Rager, that he is under the microscope more than any rookie has been for the Eagles since Carson Wentz. But I thought the reason I wanted to talk about that here in segment two is Of course, Rager is that. You know, Rager is that needed rookie to step up. Who is the other rookie that is close 
to Rager when it comes to expectations, when it comes to a need for that player to maybe not reach his ceiling automatically in 2020 because a lot of these picks that Howie Roseman made, they're low floor guys, but they're also very high ceiling. So they might not necessarily meet their star potential in year one, but what other rookies are going to give you a certain floor of production or what rookies do you need to give you that floor of production? And for me, this year... I think that second guy is the fourth pick, Kayvon Wallace, the Clemson safety that, yes, he's behind Rodney McLeod right now. Um, He's behind Jalen Mills and Will Parks. I think the Eagles are going with this positionless secondary, and there's going to be times where I bet they're using four safeties in the field. I bet there's going to be a lot of times, a lot of instances this fall and this winter where they don't have a linebacker on the field, and maybe they have more safeties out there than corners. There could be times where McLeod, Mills, Parks, and Wallace play. And even though Wallace is behind some, I think, really promising players and proven players in McLeod, uh, Mills to a certain point, and even Parks has shown a lot when he's on the field with the Denver Broncos the past couple years, at the same time, Mills and Parks, I mean, Mills is a converted corner to safety heading into year one at the position switch and uh, Will Parks is while he's shown upside in Denver he's never been a full-time starter so Kayvon Wallace might be that second rookie where they desperately need him and that's excluding injuries because of course I think Jack Driscoll is going to be a crucial backup on the offensive line right he could be your new or maybe Matt Pryor is but he could be your new Halapuli Vati Vaitai where he's your swing lineman where he could play tackle guard, center. I think they took him in the fourth round to be that kind of, you know, that Swiss Army knife on the offensive line. But the only reason I think Driscoll would play this year is because of a disaster scenario where a bunch of guys uh, get injured. Davian Taylor even, although down the road I love his upside, this year he's got a long way to go and I think the Eagles would prefer to not have him play unless there's injuries because Nate Geary's I think going to play over him, TJ Edwards, I think they hope Jatavis Brown plays over Taylor. Uh, so to me I think the, the next guy when it comes to a rookie the Eagles might need a, a ton and that's excluding an injury scenario, I think it's Kayvon Wallace. And I think Kayvon Wallace is a damn good player that has a super high floor. I mean, this is a player that's the highest-graded safety, according to Pro Football Focus, since 2017. He has been a top-rated slot defender since 2017 as well. This is an elite slot coverage player in college. At a big college, he played against some incredible NFL talent when he was with Clemson. So this is a player that can play all across the formation, and I think the Eagles could really use him this year. I'm super excited about Kayvon. I thought, honestly, that was going to be a second-round pick. I thought he was going to be... I think the Eagles would have been lucky if they could get him in the third round. The fact that they were able to get him in the fourth, I'll tell you what. As much as I hate the Jalen Hurts pick, and I don't think any other pick makes that pick better, some people try to justify the Hurts pick because they like to the other picks. I don't want to do that. But what I will say is the Wallace selection does make me feel better about whiffing on that second-round pick. And I think it's a whiff no matter what happens with Hurts unless he wins you a Super Bowl because the best-case scenario is that player never plays if your team is successful, because that means Carson Wentz stayed healthy. So Kayvon, I'm really excited about, and I also think there is a a ton of potential for Philadelphia to need him moving forward this year. Down the road, I think that's when you look at a Davian Taylor, 
because of the low floor with the high ceiling, and then a, a guy like a Quez Watkins. It's kind of pick your poison with which receiver you think could shine of the late-round picks, right? John Hightower out of Boise State and Quez Watkins out of Southern Mississippi. I don't know if Quez is going to do enough this year to see the field, but I just have a feel. I know Hightower is probably the more ready pro right now when it comes to the release off the line of scrimmage, route running, hands, but Quez... After talking with his wide receiver coach last weekend on the podcast, Southern Mississippi wide receiver coach Scotty Walden, after hearing about the improvements Watkins made, not only on the field and his versatility and the improvements in football IQ, but off the field as well, how the off the field discipline, really in, in, in his academics and just discipline in general. I mean, carrying a water, something as stupid as the coach said, uh, Scotty Walden said, you know, he wanted all his players to carry around a water bottle everywhere he went. And Quez didn't always do that, but he finally did eventually. And you saw all those, you know, small details translate off the field, on the field. Seeing that, seeing that he had the second fastest 40 time in 2020 at the Combine of any receiver outside of Henry Ruggs, who was the first receiver off the board. Seeing some of the acrobatic catches that guy made in traffic last year at Southern Miss. I mean, this dude is a really, really fun player that Walden even said is versatile. He can play on the outside. He translated really well inside in the slot because of his athleticism, because of his ability to create separation, and because of that football IQ. Although, again, there's things for Quez to work on. Although Watkins has a a long road to make the 53-man roster, I do think you look at a Watkins, a Davian Taylor. down the like Right now, I'd say I'm most excited in 2020 about Kayvon Wallace and Jalen Rager, but down the road I'm really pumped about the potential of Davian Taylor and Quez Watkins. I think Taylor has a path to playing this year. Watkins, I think, is the guy that has a longer shot, but they are both certainly projects. And then Prince Tegawanogo, too. Prince Tegawanogo was a starting tackle in the SEC that, to me, had the talent of a second-round pick. I saw a ton of mock drafts in March and in April that had Winogo being a second-round pick, and the Eagles got him late day three. And it's only really because of the injuries. If he stays healthy, that could be the next steal that the Eagles find later on in the draft. So I'm really pumped about this rookie class. I think while you know Hightower, Watkins, uh, Driscoll, Winogo, even a, a Casey Tuhill, right? another explosive edge rusher they got out of Stanford in the seventh round. While those players, unless there's injuries, probably won't see the field a whole lot. Although, again, a Taylor does have a path. For the most part, those guys will probably just be depth. At the same time, I love their prospects down the road. And a guy like a Jalen Rager and a Kayvon Wallace. To me, even though Wallace is behind three other players right now, I think Wallace, you're going to love what you see on the field from him in 2020. I think he's going to play his way onto the field. I really do. And Rager, I think he's going to be that next rookie to step up and produce. I think... You know, last year, it was the complete opposites when it comes to production the Eagles got out of their offensive rookies uh, from their second-round picks. Miles Sanders and J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Miles Sanders, to me, was Rookie of the Year. And if Kyler Murray wasn't a quarterback, Miles Sanders would have won it. And then you got J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, who was an absolute disaster. It looked like the biggest bust, one of the biggest busts uh, the Eagles have had in quite some time. I think Rager... You're going to see more of a Sanders-like story in 2020 than a, a J-Jaw for sure. So I'm really pumped about these rookies. That's the one disappointing thing that I told Gino on the show yesterday was, although it's the safe route 
to cancel the preseason, although it is the smart decision to make sure that this season starts and finishes on time, it is really disappointing that we won't get to see a lot of these rookies develop on the field and have a better chance at making the 53. I think, you know, Wallace is safe, Rager is safe, Jalen Hurts is safe, uh, even Jack Driscoll is safe. I think those first four picks are locks to make the roster, and Davian Taylor as well. But a Quez Watkins, a John Hightower, a Casey Tuhill, those guys, uh, Prince Tega Winogo, those guys aren't guaranteed to make the team. I think they have a really good shot, but they're going to be caught in battles, and they just don't have nearly the amount of platforms that they can show the Eagles that they have what it takes. I mean, they were going to have a ton of practices throughout training camp, which is a huge part of the evaluation process, but they were also going to have four, they are going to have an entire month of games to show them what they've got. And because they're not going to, a lot of those players won't get the benefit of the doubt compared to other veterans. So that's, that's the tough part here, but I am so excited that they have reported, and um, I'm really excited to see what they do at the Novacare Complex over the next couple months. Louis DiBiase here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right, Eagles fans, we're wrapping up this Tuesday edition of Locked On Eagles. Uh, so you guys have heard me talk a lot about the two late-round receivers, Quez Watkins and John Hightower. Me and Gino still, we got to work out a bet. I don't know what we're going to do. We have a beer bet. We have agreed in, in principle to a Hightower-Watkins beer bet, where he is more so a Team Hightower guy and I'm Team Watkins. I don't know, maybe we'll do a beer, winner gets a beer, if their receiver makes the roster. But then at the same time, I want to kind of double down here and maybe do two beer bets with Quez Watkins and John Hightower because, I don't know, Hightower might make the roster first, right? I don't think there's a really good chance that both can make the team. If Alshon Jeffrey comes back this year at some point, then both, I think, are on the bubble because you'd hypothetically have Deshaun Jackson, Jalen Rager, Alshon Jeffrey, like that's your top three. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, your fourth, and in whatever order, right? But those guys are all locks. And then you have uh, Marquise Goodwin and Greg Ward. So that's six right there. So Watkins or Hightower would have to beat out not only each other, but also they'd have to convince the Eagles to not keep a Goodwin or a Ward uh, to keep one of them. So if Alshon comes back, it's a really long path for both. Let's say, though, you know Alshon's on the PUP list. He misses the first six weeks. Let's say they find a trade partner uh, when he gets healthy and J.J. looks good and uh, maybe you know Goodwin stays healthy and they don't need Alshon. Then I think Hightower or Watkins would just have to beat out each other. So we'll do that. I think we'll, we'll – and I'll get him on the podcast tomorrow to finish this up, to finish this bet up. But I think what we're going to do is a beer. Uh, winner gets a beer if their receiver makes the roster, but then I want to do some sort of stat total. Like maybe whoever has the advantage in five statistical categories, receptions, yards, yards per receptions, um, and maybe touchdowns, right? We'll, we'll do something like that because there could be a, a scenario where Hightower makes the roster as the number six receiver and Watkins makes the practice squad. But then down the line, there is like an injury, and Watkins is your new version of a Robert Davis or, De- or Deontay Burnett or a Greg Ward, and you need him, and maybe he produces better than uh, Hightower because that, that kind of happened with, you look at like J.J. Ortega-Whiteside and Greg Ward last year, J.J. made the roster, or like Matt Collins and Greg Ward. Matt Collins made the roster over J.J., or over Ward, excuse me, but Ward was picked back up on the 53-man roster down the stretch, 
and you know led the Eagles to a playoff run. He was a key reason they made the playoffs, and Matt Collins got released. So I think we'll do maybe two bets between those two, but I'm excited about those guys. I know there's a, there's no guarantee they're fifth and sixth round picks. You know, It could just be the next Matt Collins-Shelton Gibson combination, but there's also a, a scenario where if you nail both those picks, you could be looking in the future of having maybe like what Carolina has right now, right, with DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson, these super athletic, quick twitch, run-after-the-catch monsters that are all super young. Maybe the Eagles have that one day in Jalen Rager, Quez Watkins, and John Hightower. I mean, that's the ideal scenario. You hope both of those guys are steals uh, later on, and if they meet the potential that me and Gino think they uh, have, then that certainly could be the case. So I'm excited about those two, and I'm just excited about this entire rookie class. Again, there's just so much speed and upside, and I think that's the two philosophies that Philadelphia has kind of been missing um, in their off-seasons the past couple years. And I thought last year you really saw how speed on both sides of the ball almost killed their season and eventually did in the playoffs in the form of DK Metcalf. And upside has been a thing that the Eagles have not targeted a lot in drafts, and I think it's why a lot of their picks haven't been the best. So the fact that in 2020 they kind of flipped the script with those two philosophies makes me really excited about the prospects of these guys. Of course, down the line with all the upside, but again, uh, Jalen Rager, a Kayvon Wallace, I'm really, really pumped to see what they can do in 2020 because I think there's a very realistic path to a lot of playing time. And I think the Eagles might need, they're going to need Rager, and I think they could need both Rager and Wallace significantly um, for their team to be successful. Louis DiBiase here joining you on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into this edition of the show. We'll be back tomorrow, so make sure you subscribe to the show because now that the season started, ladies and gentlemen, four to six episodes every single week downloaded into your phone or you can listen to them as well on LockdownEagles.com. And we're always talking birds after the show on Twitter at LockdownBirds and at DiBiase L-O-E. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening, and let's go birds.